Welcome to the Crump Diddy Show. On today's podcast, do you ever really forget your first love? It's a question I saw someone post on Reddit. It's a conversation going on. And I was like, man, I'm reading some of the responses. And so some of it was pretty clever. I was reading some of it. I was like, man, I didn't know a lot. I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know people actually, this was something that people felt. I just thought it was like an old wives tale or, you know, like something similar to the high school sweethearts that it's possible it can happen or whatever. I, I, I didn't know that this was something that people actually felt, you know, as based on how many people replied. I think there was like over like a 1.8K worth of responses. To this person it was a pretty popular post and skimming through all the comments it seemed like a lot of people felt this and you know the the woman was basically saying to give you the cliff notes was that she's saying it's been almost 23 years since you know obviously the relationship with her first love and even to this day when she thinks about it you know it makes her feel good inside she has a good feeling and almost similar to butterfly feelings and it's not that she's in love with the person it's not that she wants to be with that person it's just that she remembers how it felt you know at that time to be with that person how magical the experience was being that it was the first time. And, you know, if she was to be in front of that person today, she would probably have no interest in being with him. But she's just kind of remembering that person as he was back then and everything that came with it. And I thought to myself, based on the responses, a lot of people feeling this way. I didn't even think, like I said, with all like, there was over like, 1800 replies, you know, and just skimming through some of them, you know, uh, it was apparent that, you know, this was a pretty common thing. Now, I thought to myself, man, what what do I feel on the matter? You know, now, sometimes there'll be people that say, well, fuck, you know, that was such a long time ago. I don't even remember, you know, some people might, man, fuck that person. I don't give a shit, you know, and some people then are like the people who are in this Reddit post where they remember it. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Remember that feeling. Well, it turns out, I said, you know what? Let me brainstorm here. Let me see. Let me think back to it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. I'm actually going to give you a Crump Diddy exclusive because I don't think I've talked about this in detail like the way I'm going to talk about it now. And if I did bring this up, it was kind of a very shortened version, Cliff Notes style version. It was probably during the Insta Radio days when I was doing the live shows, you know, over on Insta Radio on the app. And... I don't think I really brought it up too much after that. But the story of my first love, it goes back a long time. I was a teenager, fresh, freshly into puberty. It was a girl that I met. Her name was Velia. And I first was introduced to Velia unintentionally in sixth grade. And this was at a time where sixth grade was still considered elementary. And I used to see her all the time drinking water, you know, at the water fountain. And I remember I would purposely ask to go to the bathroom at, the, at a certain time because I remember that she would routinely, for some reason, I don't know why, would always go drink water at the water fountain around this same, you know, time window. And I remember I would write poems about this girl in a little composition notebook back then, which eventually ended up becoming a way of me writing lyrics is I would just write poems and then just turn those poems into songs or whatever. And... I was so shy. At that time, I was scared of everything, man. I was such a little nervous, nerdy kid. I did not have the balls to 
talk to her, you know, I could not even approach her, dude. And there was this one time where she said hi to me and I didn't even say hi back. I kind of gave her the hand gesture. And I just went, hi, I'll, I'll, you know, <laughs> like, you know, when you're so nervous. Your brain knows what you want to say, but it's not coming. It comes out way different. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I had like a, like an Arnold moment. <laughs> And I don't know what she thought. She probably thought I had some chicken nuggets in my mouth and that I had all special needs. I don't know what the fuck she thought. But she just turned around awkwardly and kept walking. And I was like, fuck! I fucked it up, man. I ruined it. You know? And then the school year ended and there was nothing else I could do. And I was kind of sad about it, but the summer came around and, you know, we had Pokemon Yellow to play and to get, my, get our minds off of it. And, you know, it was time to uh, just, you know, keep playing Pokemon you know, try to catch them all in the summer. That's what I did. That was my goal. And then seventh grade comes around. It's 1999. You know, I'm going through puberty. My voice is starting to crack, get a little deeper. You know, I'm starting to dress like a rocker because at that time you had to pick a side. And all, I had long hair. I was growing my hair out and I wanted to grow it out because I was into pro wrestling and I wanted to have long hair like a wrestler. But for some reason, all the rockers thought I was just trying to be like them. So I was like, ah, fuck it. Whatever I gave, you know, it seems like people are getting beaten up nowadays just because, you know, if you dress like a rapper then you know, you're beefing with the rockers. If you're dressing like a rocker, you're beefing with the rappers. And then, you know, there was the ravers back then because rave music was pretty hot back then. It was some cringy shit that was going on where you got beat up based on the music you listen to. Um, and I was like, fuck it. I guess I'll just be a rocker if it means that I'm going to be able to hang out at the flagpole and have a bunch of people I've never met in my life have my back. Fuck it. Whatever. It's cool. Uh, and it's essentially where I, the catalyst of where me meeting, you know, some of the iconic DSW people that I, even, even to this day, I still know. Uh, but it turns out I had her for a class and man, when I saw her, I was like, Whoa, man, she's going to puberty too. And she's looking a little thick. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, buddy. Woo. And at that time I was like, man, I got to do something about this, man. I got to do something about it. And, and I, cause I knew I could, it, the feelings were coming back again. And I was just like, man, she is so beautiful, dude. I cannot let somebody else take her. Cannot. I was so selfish in my head. I was like, ain't nobody going to date this chick. And I tell you, man, I would, I would do anything to get her attention. I would purposely sit next to her, even though we weren't supposed to sit. I wasn't supposed to sit there. You know, I would tell the teacher ahead of time before the class started, hey, can I sit here? You know, my vision, you know, because her last name started with an A. And so, you know, they used to sit people alphabetical order a lot of times back then. And so she would kind of be in the front. I was like, you know, my vision sucks. I wore glasses, but, you know, we can't afford to do a real test. So I kind of need to sit in the front still. I And so that way she wouldn't make a big deal about it. I didn't want the teacher kind of making a big deal, you know. Because I wanted to make it seem like, you know, hey, oh, wow, what a coincidence. You're sitting here too. Whoa, whoa, what's up? And you know what's crazy is that she recognized who I was. She remembered me. She didn't know my name, but she remembered me. And that made me feel like this was it. This was destiny, bro. I had to pursue this woman. Not knowing what was going to come after that. And I just remember that magical feeling, you know, because this was the first time. This was my very first you know, time ever liking somebody as a, as a little boy, you know, as far as I can have, you know, like this is my first real crush. And 
I remember how magical that felt. So I related to that Reddit post. I was like, damn, you know, like that feeling of when you're and you look back on it. It's like, dude, especially that it was a way different time back then. No social media, nothing. If you wanted to talk to a girl, there was no sending a random text. There was no, hey, let me get you snap. Let me get you Snapchat. Let me get you Instagram. There was none of that shit back then. If you if you like somebody, you actually had to physically do something about it. I don't mean physically like put your hands on them. No, I mean like you had to physically go up to them and be like, hey, you know what's up? Hey, nice to meet you. Hey, listen, man, I just got to get this off my chest. You know, like you had to really actually, or you could do the usual thing where you leave a letter in the locker or pass a note down. You know, that was our text messaging back then is passing notes down, you know, and hoping that, you know, on the way to the actual person that you wanted to get to, somebody doesn't open and go, ooh, ooh. I remember I used to hate that shit. I used to hate the son of a bitch that halfway through the transfer process of getting this letter to the right person, some nosy piece of shit will open it up and go, and try, and, and try to tease me as if they're going to say it out loud or whatever, or they would say it out loud and whatever, you know? So I had, but I had to pursue this person. And I remember one time I said, man, we, you know, at that time we were talking a lot. You know, we were getting kind of comfortable as friends. Time was going by because I think we had two classes together. We had art and then we had a math class at the end. And I would see her on, well, at that time we had split periods. So it would be, you know, periods one, three, and five, and two, four, and six would be every other day. And I had her on the even period day. And so, man, I used to make sure my hair looked good every morning. I had to have, I, I'll be walking to school. I had my own little, little, little towel to wipe off any sweat. I had to make sure my hair, I would be checking my hair in like every other car window, make sure it looks good. Uh, I would steal uh, chewing gum from the Eckerd's because <laughs> I didn't give a fuck because I wanted to make sure my breath was not kicking. I want to make sure my breath was good. So every morning I'll steal a pack of polar ice gum from the Eckerd's. I thought, you know, I guess, I don't know what it's just now, what it, what it became. I think it became a Rite Aid or a CVS. I don't know. But I, at, at that time, at that shopping center, it was all, all Eckerd's, man. Kids used to go there all the time, buy a little candy and little snacks or whatever. And me, no, nah, I was stealing polarized gum. And uh, so I, because I needed my breath to smell fresh all the time around there. And then finally, after, you know, like a month or two, of actually, you know, talking, being friends. I said, I told my friend Leo, I was like, you know what, dude? I found out where she lives. I'm going to go to her house. So we went and I rollerbladed to her house, dude. And I knocked on the door and her mom was there. And I asked if I can, if her daughter was there, if I can talk to her. And she did. She was there and she came out. And man, after talking for like what's felt like forever i finally asked her out to be my girlfriend and i kissed her that day and you know she had said yeah it was the happiest day of my life it was it was the happiest day of my life because at that time you know it it, it was you know i think a lot of people go through this with their first loves they feel it's their first time really getting affection and love and persevering with love and affection outside of family. You know, you never really forget that feeling, you know. And it's crazy because some people, you know, despite all the drama that happened between me and that woman, 
um, you know, me doing stupid shit, her doing stupid shit, you know, her, uh, me and her always trying to be friends, you know, and then it just doesn't work. One of us pisses off the other person and it becomes crazy and we start accusing each other of being crazy and psycho or whatever the fuck it is, you know, all that bullshit. I always, I always would send an email once a year and usually on her birthday, um, and I, this wasn't something I always did, but I started doing this years back where I would send her an email. How are you? How's everything? I hope everything is good. And I do this with, with people all the time that I, you know, that I've known for a while. Because after when you when you experience a lot of, you know, unfortunate losses in your life, you know, people passing away, you realize that life is too short and you really can't hold on to grudges, man. You really cannot hold on to grudges. You really, you know. Especially when you're not, when you're, for the reasons why you're holding on to the grudge, you're no better yourself because you've also done things too, to really start some shit, you know. And so when both of you are equally to blame, especially there really is even more of a reason why there's no reason to hold the grudge. I always try to wish her family well and everything, and I mean no harm. There, there was a lot of times, you know, I used to badmouth her because of all the things she did, but I'm sure I did things too. You know, but it never made me forget. Every time I would think about looking back on those times, it was simpler times. I was a kid. I was a teenager. And also the time was different. And you remember the nostalgic feeling of what that was like, you know. And it's not that, like I said, I agree with a lot of people's comments. It's not that you want to date the person. It's not that you, you know, you see them and you want to, oh, my God, drop everything for them and just fucking leave whoever you're with. No, it's just you just remember the magic that that brought. And it's crazy because even after your first love, as you get older, obviously you experience more serious and more uh, fulfilling relationships after that. Relationships that you've gone farther and longer and happier, better times and more things you experience and things of nature. Because obviously as you get older, you mature and as you get older, you're able to do more things and you know, and then it goes down to losing your virginity and all sorts of different things, all these different paths where you get better quality relationships. That's fine. That is true. That happens to a lot of people. But even though there's been so many way better and more serious relationships that you experience more, have more memorable memories with, you never, in my opinion, I do believe that you never truly forget that magical feeling of your first love. You know, um, and not like I said, it's not necessarily the person itself. It's also the memories you remember you had doing, the things you did, the journey you did, how shy you were, the things you would do, the little flowers you would get them the little uh, the little cards you would write for them and you never forget you know the effort you put in when it was your first love you never forget how you want all out and in a sense even though that relationship turned out to be a disaster you know some years later it made me realize a lot about who I am and uh, at the time and obviously it, it helped it was like the catalyst of building you know, my character in the sense where, you know, I really, I was starting to realize, you know, that it's okay to be alive. It's okay to come out and be myself, you know, and, and it, it really opened up the shell that was always closed. Even though there was a bad that came from it, there was also a lot more good that came from it. And like everybody who has a first relationship is, it's your icebreaker. It's your way of getting in there and really discovering your feelings and, who, and your self-identity. It's crazy. You never. Sometimes you just got to experience your first relationship, knowing that more than likely it's going to end in a disaster. You know, 
But you have to experience in order to get out there, you know, get thrown into the woods and really discover what these feelings are like and how it brings out your personality, brings out the best in you. And a lot of times even the worst, you know. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with the Reddit poster. I really believe you don't ever truly forget those feelings of your first love. And, you know, I, I understand why some people are like, yeah, I remember, but I don't give a fuck. You know, because it's been so long and it probably ended really badly on bad terms. But, you know, I think deep down inside when they remember how it felt as a kid, you know, because I, I say first love because a lot of times you're usually a teenager or a kid when this happens, you know, when you get your first real relationship and your first true love. But sometimes people's first loves happen way after that it happens, even like towards high school when they're about to graduate. You know, and that's where I feel like it's even stronger because you're at that point, you're already way past puberty. Your your brain's a little bit more developed. You know, you're a, you're a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? Your, your mind is a little bit more wiser compared to how it would be at 13. You know, still immature as fuck and still like don't know shit about life. But at least you're a little bit more self-aware compared to if you were dating somebody in middle school versus the ending of your high school. Some people's first love is in the college, you know? Some people's first love's in high school, and that's their high school sweetheart, you know? And then shit falls apart after that, you know? <laughs> I mean, it don't matter when it is. You just usually don't forget it. And to this day, I never forget mine. And it happened such a long time ago. We're talking two decades plus ago. But you can never forget the way it made you feel. It's not so much of the individuals involved. It's so much of the memories involved and how it made you feel. I don't think people seem to to ever forget that, you know, and, you know, it just it is what it is. But anyways, let me know what you think. How was it during your first experience with love, with the Cupid flying around, shooting arrows in your fucking back like, ah, you know, falling to your knees and becoming submissive to the idea of love? Let me know what you think. Until next time, it's your boy Crump Diddy. Peace.